you have your Bibles, 1 John 4, 1 John 4, beginning with verse 1. John doing the writing here, and he begins by, by saying, Beloved, now he's speaking to those who have been saved by the blood of Jesus. So listen to what he says. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but he says, I want you to try the spirits. Brandon, can you back it up, baby? I'm sorry. See, if all brought our books, we wouldn't be looking up. That's my fault. I changed it, didn't say anything. And while the, she's doing it, Brother uh, Gary said, well, I reckon you're just going to preach what comes to your mind because nothing's in the bulletin. I said, yes, it is. And so he shows me a bulletin. It's about two weeks old. All right. All right, just hang on. We're going to read on, and we'll, you can pick up there in verse 4. Beloved, believe, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God, and this is the spirit of Antichrist, okay? Listen, wherefore ye have heard that it should, that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. I don't have to tell you that Antichrist is, uh, is already here. Not the exact named person but any person that doesn't name the name of Jesus is anti-Christian. So he's anti-Christ, okay? Verse four says, but you, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, and, and he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Here, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Okay? Uh, I won't read the rest of those few verses there, but um, we will look at them in a moment. You may be seated. You see, the world is always offering a better way, a better deal. Uh, here's a, here is a scheme to get rich quick. In fact, you are on the list. You are a third from receiving the prize and you need to fill this paperwork out and stick all these stamps in the proper place in the right envelope because uh, there's a people in your community hoping you won't do it. Anybody got that? Not a soul in here wants to admit uh, there's one confessed. I ain't believing y'all. Well, I ain't sharing it. Uh, listen to me, we, if we get it, we ain't sharing it. I done warned you. <laughs> we as Christians are as normal as anybody else in the world, except we, either, uh, we as Christians, we are born again. And the crowd that's not, then they're on the lost side. But hey, we rub shoulders with them every day. Every day we're with the lost somewhere or another. Are we exhibiting the Lord Jesus Christ before them? Uh, do, do, hey, what does a Christian smell like? You know, salt. It says you are the 
salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And we ought to act like it. We ought to speak like it. We ought to smell like it. And, and our love for others ought to show that, hey, there's something different about this person. Now, how do you distinguish between this and that? Well, here's the test. It's in verses 2 and 3. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And I confess that. I believe that. I don't have to be convinced of that. But then in verse 3 it says, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is not of God, and this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already, Jesus already, through John, through the Holy Spirit, already, it's in the world. It's in the world, and it's controlling a lot of things that are in the world. And I know that some of you, you express it in your care cards, how you want to develop greater faith, a stronger faith, a, a closer walk with the Lord. And I'm going to give you seven simple little things that refers to our body that you can remember. So easy, so simple. And when we think about this, you say faith to the Christian is like oil to an engine. It won't last long, my friend. If it gets out of oil, you can watch out. It's going to lock up. And a Christian without relying on the Spirit of God will soon lock up and not know which way to go, not know what to say, or even how to act. So here, here are some ways that you can develop greater faith. Now, the key verse of the whole thing is verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, you see, the Bible refers to us as Christians as little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you, that's the Holy Spirit of God, than he that is in the world and that's the spirit of the devil. We talk about him on a Wednesday night as being that dragon, that liar, that cheat. So, ways to develop greater faith. First of all, there is the mind, okay? The Bible uses the word believeth. He that believeth. He that accepts Christ. He that believes in God the creator. He that believes in Jesus, the one who died on the cross for our sins. He that believeth in the Holy Spirit of God. Our minds, you see, what we put in there. Uh, many, many people fail because of unbelief. Well, I believe in God, but he just hadn't showed me anything. Well, if you believe in God, he must have showed you something. He must have, have spoken to you in some way. And these people doubt God's word. They, they, they doubt God's will. And they doubt God's work. Uh, you know, I didn't doubt any three of those before I surrendered to preach, but I was having trouble. Lord, are you sure you want this to be representing you in a pulpit somewhere? Are you sure? You know, I, I, I mean, I, I doubted his will there. Uh, his will was for me to surrender, but I, I just kept putting it off and, and doubting that, uh, you know, here I am 30 years old. Lord, what in the world can you do that's going to exhibit you in this body? Uh, well, and his will. Uh, and his work. All three of those are, are key 
things. Know God's word. Know his will. Know his work. Because he has a purpose and a plan for all of us. Thinking about God's goodness in our mind. Thinking about God's mercy in our mind. Thinking about God's grace. I'm thanking for his grace and his mercy every day. There's always, there's more than I need. There's more than I deserve, okay? But I thank God for his, for his goodness and his mercy and also his power. He exhibits his power. And a lot of times we just, hey, it just overlook it. And his love for us causes our faith to increase. The mind is one way to develop greater faith. A second thing, not only our mind and what we think, but our eyes and what we see. Um, the Bible says looking unto Jesus. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. I didn't start it and I won't stop it. God knew when I was born and he already knows when I'm going to pass out of this body. He knows all that. And, and he wants us to see that he is the author of those things. And he is the one that's in control. He is the one that calls a shot. Many people lack faith simply because they look at faults and failures of others. Faults and failures. You know, we see those things. And hey, I don't have to answer for that person. They may claim they are Christian, but maybe their actions and their words don't, don't back it up. I don't have to answer for them. I gotta answer for me. And I'll stand before God and give an account of what I do with this mind and what I do with these eyes. A third way it to develop greater faith, not only our mind and what we think, our eyes in what we see, but our ears and what we listen to. What do we listen to? What do we hear? Bible says, he that heareth and believeth hath everlasting life. Hearing is important. Hear the word of God. Experience the word of God and allow others to hear it to come from us. Um, a lot of people are weak in the faith because they listen to filth. Um, they listen to slander. And I've mentioned this before. We, it'd be good if we could put a filter on our ears so we didn't hear the trash and the junk. It'd be good if we could put a filter right here so that no trash comes out of our mouth. Caleb was at Anderson as a student. Uh, this is not anything against the college. Then it was a college, Nass University, but it was against a professor that he had. The professor told them that it was okay to cuss. It's okay, guys. You don't. You, a lot of people. Your parents probably taught you it's wrong, but he said nothing's in nothing is in the Bible that says it's wrong to cuss. Caleb comes home that weekend, shares it with me. Hey, I'm paying money here. He said, "Daddy, is is there anything in the Bible that, that 
that says it's wrong? I said, it, it don't use that word, but I do, it does say, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. And I said, if he brings it up again, raise your hand, be very nice and polite and say, hey, the Bible says, and just share it with him and sit down. I don't know that he did. I don't know what ever came up, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. The tongue, the Bible says, the tongue is for a deadly poison. Deadly poison. Well, what do we hear? Um, talking about the tongue brings us to the fourth thing, and that's our voice. Our voice. What do we use our voice uh, for? Um, Psalm 105 verse 2 says, Talk ye of all the wondrous works of our Creator. All the wondrous works. I worked on Thursday. That was our anniversary day. and But we spent Friday 11 hours together in the cab of the truck. Just riding around and talking and reminiscing and looking at God's creation. I don't know how many waterfalls. And a lot of times there wasn't a thing behind me. We'd just stop and slow up and, and look at the waterfalls and the river. The road we were on, it seemed to follow the river. And such beautiful, gorgeous uh, sights. People talk about the weather, they talk about news, they talk about their neighbors, but how many are talking about the Lord Jesus Christ? Hey, he's soon to come. And some people are going to be left behind. Some people are going to be lost and undone without Jesus and we're going to be taken out that are saved and we probably will see them again in eternity somewhere when we come up before God and to hear them say, oh, I knew him or I knew her and I went to church with them. Where am I? Sorry, I never knew you. You can't place that on somebody else. It's a, it's a personal thing. And so when we think about developing greater faith, we think of our mind, what we, what we think. We think of our eyes, what we see. We think of our ears, what we hear. We think of our voice, what we say. But then also, what about our hands? Our hands. I told Lynn, I uh, said, now listen, I don't know where I'll be in the state of hard labor when I leave this world. I said, but when I'm laying in that box, I said, you make sure both my hands are able for people to see. And I said, you tell uh, Sandifer, don't put nothing on it to hide the, the scuffed places and the busted places and the scars. Our hands tell a story. Jesus' hands told stories every day. I said, look at your hands. Your hands have words in them. Your hands are what we work with, the kind of work that we do. Hands represents work. James says, 
I show thee my faith by my works. We don't, we don't work to stay saved. We work because we are saved and we want to lift up the name of the Lord. We give him our hands so we can, the Bible says, talks about handling the word of God in a proper way. Handling. You know, I don't know why it makes me feel this way, but sometime accidentally, I drop my Bible and I reach as fast as I can to get it up before something's tore out or wrinkled. And this happened, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying 35 years ago. The same Bible I have today A certain portion of scripture in there has a black smudge on it from charcoal. And every time I read that portion of scripture, I recall where I was on a riverbank camping with the boys and we were having our devotional and for some reason or other, I had charcoal on my hands and holding the Bible, it made a smudge there. Hey, reminders of our hands opening up the word of God. Just as work is important to the physical body and its well-being, it's also necessary for our spiritual well-being. And God sees to that that we use that for his glory, for his honor, and no other reason. If you want to develop greater faith, Think about the mind and what you believe. Think about your eyes and what you see. Think about our ears and what we hear. Think about our voice and what we say. Think about our hands, the work that we do. And then another thing, if you want to develop greater faith, think about our feet. Because the Bible says to go. To go. And the only way we can go is by getting up on our feet and going. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 simply says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We can't see tomorrow, but God sees tomorrow already. And the Bible says that Jesus is the same today, today and forever. And so when we, when we look at that, our feet uh, you see, people are on the go all the time. We have some of our people today on vacation. Great. I'm glad for them. We have some that are at home preparing for tests on their body. We have some that's facing surgery tomorrow. We have some that haven't been to church in years. You see, we got people everywhere on their feet, going. But where are they going? We use our faith by going for God. We go to God's house. We help those in need. We do our best to meet their needs. And the other is winning people to Jesus. Sharing the word. We ask, the Bible says to go. 
And last of all, we do we we develop um, greater faith by ever how our heart is set. Um, do you have a heart of love? First John four seven says, "Beloved." Now I didn't read this verse, but I'm reading it now. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Is there somebody you don't love? You need to get it fixed. Because according to this, if you don't love them, you're you're not of God. Now, I didn't say like. I love everybody, but there's some people I don't like because of what they do and the way they act, okay? Now, Verse 8 says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. We teach, we teach our little children that when they begin, God is love. And there's a little song, and I, I won't attempt to sing it, but hey, God is love. God is love. In fact, if he hadn't have been, if he hadn't, if he wasn't love, we wouldn't have any salvation. We wouldn't have any um, Free ride to heaven. Jesus, the Bible says, and sing, we sing, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had made a wreck of my life. But he forgave it all. It's amazing. With our heart we love. Beloved, he says there in the beginning, Love one another. Don't believe all these wild spirits that come through saying, hey, I got a better idea. You need to be at this church over here. You need to come and watch what we're doing. We're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this. If it's not out of a heart of love for God, it's useless. It's useless. Um, We reveal our faith, in fact, by loving God and caring for others. You know, we don't have to like the way people, some people act. And you know, it's tough to go up to them and say, hey, you're not acting right. You know, we, we, our boys was at home and, and something was going wrong. We would say that, you're not acting right. What, what's the matter? You're not acting right. Well, it's tough to walk up to an adult and say, hey, you ain't acting right. <laughs> First thing you know, you'd be having to turn the other cheek. Don't say what to do after that, though, does it? <laughs> I can tell you what to do. If somebody slaps you on the left, and then you turn, they slap you on the right. Start singing, God is so good. <laughs> They're going to say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, you've hit me twice, and I want you to know I love you, but I don't like what you've done. It's tough, y'all. Lord, let me love with my whole heart. With everything I've got, help me to love. I don't have to like, but help me to love with my mind and what I think, with my eyes, what I see, with my ears, what I hear, with my voice, what I say, with my hands, what I handle, with my feet, where I go, and with my heart. Because God knows it all. He knows where I stand. He knows what I stand for. He knows you. 
He knows what you stand for. And it's amazing to me what God will do if we will let him. Now, let me just give you a little spot homework, okay? I'm not calling any names here. But the other Sunday, there was a young man came to the altar. And I waited, and I tried to get some man's attention. Nobody would look at me. Because he was at the altar by himself entirely too long. Do you understand? Yes or no? Hello? Nobody should be at the altar by themselves. Don't look for somebody else to come. Have it in your heart and your mind already. If a man or a young man comes to the, or a child comes to the altar, hey, somebody needs to be there with them. You say, well, I don't know what to do when I get down there. Put your arm around them and just be quiet. After a few minutes, you can just breathe a small prayer, short prayer with them. Because they will remember that no one came to the altar for them. And they will remember if somebody came and put the arm around them. We need to watch our mind, use our eyes, our ears, our voice, our hands, our feet, our heart. It all works together for good to them that love God. You are not going to get away from that love. Father, I thank you for the evening. I thank you for this time to be with my folk. And Lord, I thank you for every home that's represented. Thank you for those who've come back tonight. Lord, for our security team, we, we, we fail to mention them so many times. Lord, uh, watching our parking lot, watching our building, Lord, just keeping an eye out for the enemy. And Lord, I pray that you'd bless them tonight. And Lord, I pray that you'd help anybody that needs to come to the altar tonight. Lord, the altar's open. And I just pray that you'd speak to our heart, Lord, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark,